is upon us once again. I hope every single goddamn one of you is feeling fresh despite the horribleness going on in the world. We're here and we're going to have some fucking fun. That's what we're all about, baby. We're going to have some fucking fun on a Friday afternoon. Why? The sun is fucking shining, man. You know what I mean? It's all going on, dude. I've got fucking pants kind of near me in the area. There's pants near me. <laughs> Where? Oh, I don't need to wear it, mate. I need to wear it. It's going to be cheap. No, 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 no. I'm farming a swift ball koozie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm farming a nice leathery ball koozie. All up in my thighs. Welcome once again to all the good stuff that we can do. Because god fucking damn it. Did I get a lot of stories this week? About people getting married in WoW. <coughs> Almost like you guys form like an initiative. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like you guys form an initiative. And you're like, you know what? We're going to fucking zerg him with weird fucking marriage stories. <laughs> and RP. And uh, just just the craziest shit, man. The craziest shit. It just, it just comes in these waves of bizarreness. And uh, I like it. I'm into it. I, f I feel it's all good, man. I feel it's all good. I feel that's what it's all about. Of course, we didn't stream for two days this week. Why? Me and Handsome Dave. Hello, Hello. Dave. We're with Bethesda. It was very cool. I got to touch Pip-Boy's dick. <laughs> I did. And the Dover Keen's thigh. Tender as the night. Tender as the night while we were down at Bethesda. We saw some wonderful things and met some awesome people. And we also got to be in the room. Are you ready for this one? We got to be in the room with one of Dem YouTubers who squawks and squeals. So awkwardly. For a vlog live cam play. Yeah. I've never witnessed, like, what it's like to be in the presence of somebody who behaves that way for views. It was very weird. But we'll tell all those stories tomorrow. Because there's a web show tomorrow. Well, there's a web show tomorrow about all the cool stuff we did down in that London. But, yeah, we did get to witness a live recording of that going on. Of the, uh, the over-sensationalized... It was like PewDiePie 2012... I would say it was very much like that. It was very much like that. Click it was, bait. oh yeah, big time, big time. But live, set up the camera and everything so they could film the face while they were doing it, uh, which was incredible to witness. Honestly, it was incredible. But we'll talk about all that at the web show tomorrow. That's not why we're here right now. We're gonna have some fucking drama. And as I said, the RP is strong tonight. The RP is very, very strong, very strong. And I've also got. What Andy believed to be fake until the person knew that you guys, being the, you know, pessimists of some stories, sent evidence of the shenanigans in the form of screenshots. So we're going to have some fun. It's going to be really difficult for me to do, but I think we're going to get through it. We're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> so let's kick off then. Let's have some fun. Let's do our, let's do our fucking thing. Yeah, I've got pictures, man. I've got fucking pitch. I know, cynical bastards. My live chat is just so cynical. <sighs> oh. Fucking wireless keyboards, man. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm awesome, Andy. I've got this. I believe you, bro. I've got this. Got I've that. got this. I've fucking got this. Right, we're going to need a daddy who's going to be Serac. Serac could be our daddy. Uh, we need a girly who can be a stain. <laughs> uh, another boy, a Rika stack. And we need an object of desire who shall be Critten. Yeah. Andy, can you tell Emma we're going to need more names? Like six of them. All right. Like at least six or seven more names. All right, then. <laughs> Let's go in. Let's go for it. A tale of the destruction of a family guild. Mm-hmm. Hello, Breacher! Ghosty in that sweet, 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 delightful chat. You missed your hello. Hello! Hello, sir. Here lies before you a short and sweet story of an eight-year-old's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an eight-year-old's first wow encounters and how he a prepubescent country dweller tore down a family and friends guild with his boyish charm of eight 
<laughs> That's right. I'm from Gloucestershire, UK. And now he's put a description here for my wonderful live audience who comes from all over the world, aka tractors and cheese. Nice. Gloucestershire, tractors and cheese. Nothing but meadows as far as the eye can see. Lovely place, actually. Smells of what? Shit. <laughs> it stinks of shit. Gloucestershire stinks of shit. As far as as far as you can go, it stinks of shit because of all the fields and they put shit all over it. So shit grows. Fucking stinks. Anyway, <laughs> it smells lovely here in the city. Pollution. Mm. Nice. <laughs> We're going back to 2007. Tubasur. had been out for a while and I didn't know shit about it. No, wow in general for that matter. Back then, I was an eight-year-old that had not yet been tainted by the sour taste that is the internet. Do any of you remember a time before the internet? Are you as old as me? I'm pre-internet. Andy's pre-internet. We remember. We remember. We do remember, mate. You fucking fiber optic fucking losers. Kids of today don't know the fucking, fucking barn, fucking... mate. Hey, you struggle. You want to use the phone? You want to use the phone? Get <laughs> You guys don't know. You guys don't know. With your fucking broadband. Think you're so much shit up, don't you? Uh, anyway. So when my brother. It's always the fucking brothers. It's always When my brother came home one evening and demanded... That I let him use our Dell family PC. They were the real heroes. To install this brand new exciting game. I couldn't give less shits if I tried. You want to use the PC? Do it. <laughs> Fuck. It's just a big typewriter. But then, Preacher, everything changed. After a week-long process of installation. Beautiful. It was done. It was complete. I still didn't know what was going on until my brother launched for the very first time. World of Warcraft, and there it was in all its pride and glory. The logging screen and the music. The view before my eyes was astounding. In front of me was the dark portal, leading from the Orcish homeworld to the crisp, clean lands of Azeroth. Of course, at the time, I didn't know any of this, but those statues looked fucking cool. They did. The dark portal looks badass even yeah. today, right? It still looks fucking well good. Except in the movie, I thought they downplayed it quite a lot. I thought it was pretty good. I preferred the death of all those Draenei fellas. You would. I did. I did like that. <coughs> Once the login details had been entered and the button pressed, it all began. My brother selected the recommended realm. <laughs> would Blizzard lie to us? No. Demon invasions must occur in the middle of the night. It's the only way it makes sense doesn't it why would they attack during the day when you're all awake stupid <laughs> they're not stupid they're not stupid these demons they know what's up three in the morning perfect perfect man perfect absolute gold <laughs> absolute gold well played blizz <laughs> so fucking stupid man oh my god uh, okay we're on i've never played on this realm Dragon Blight EU. <clears throat> Next came the character creation screen, and there they were. Humans, Nelfs, Dorfs, Gnomes, and some blue Ood-looking motherfuckers. Wow, Ood? Who gets that reference? Too soon, really? Too soon. Ood. Yeah, they do look a bit like the Ood. Mm, kind of. A little bit, I suppose. <clears throat> and on the other side, Orcs, undead. Torrens, Trolls. And some feminine-looking elves. <laughs> I was ecstatic. After my brother created, of course, a night elf warrior. He says here in brackets, gross. Fuck you, man. I love night elf warriors. They look awesome. When they're tanking, they got that fucking swaggle stance. With all that going on. It's fucking wild good, man. I watched him play for hours, begging him, let me make my character. My brother, of course, told me to go and fuck myself. He'd waited a week of installation. Days of restless pestering he gave in. He let me make one character. Saying he needed all the other slots for bank characters, etc. Yes. So there I was. The character creation screen. I had goosebumps. I was shaking with adrenaline. This was going to be the start of something great. So I had to make a wise choice. Turned out it wasn't wise. <coughs> I eventually settled on an undead warlock. That went along the name of Creppy. 
I was trying for creepy, but it was taken. So creppy it was to be. <coughs> awesome. <laughs> After I finished working on my masterpiece, I entered the world. I skipped. I skipped the starting area voiceover and got straight in. The first thing I did, went up to a mindless zombie and hit it with my pussy staff until I died. I was devoed. My once chance to save Azeroth. And it, it died at level 1. Watching this, my brother laughed at me. Directed me back to my body and told me all about spells and questing. I played the character for a whole month. Got it to level 11. I was on top of the world. I had just unlocked the summon imp ability and was moving away from the Tiraspal Glades. Meanwhile, my brother had two level 70s and Wrath was close on the horizon. A few months after Wrath of Lich King launched and it was quickly installed and it all changed. This is where my innocence was ripped away. I watched my brother create a new character, a Night Elf DK. My jaw dropped when I saw that starting zone with those monstrous classes. I was fascinated at how much more different and story driven the start zone was. I had to play this character. This time I was a few hours older, so I had slightly better understanding of games and lore. I knew about Arthas and his descent to become the Lich King. I knew about the cursed runeblade, Frostmourne. I was ready to take on the mantle and become the next Lich King. So when my brother was not playing, he let me play his DK. Since he said it was pretty boring and preferred his warrior. <laughs> I jumped at this opportunity and asked if I could play it when it was my turn on WoW. He said, sure, but don't do anything stupid with my DK. So I jumped in. He had got it to level 62, but I was not bothered about leveling one bit. I gazed at all the spells on the action bar, not knowing what the fuck any of them were or what they did. Until my eyes landed on one spell in particular. I fucking guarantee none of you can name the spell that caught his attention. With all the DK spells. <coughs> this is the one where he was like, dude. Dude, that's the shit right there. Summon Warhorse. <laughs> It is at this point, Preacher, that I realized my small imaginative mind would not be able to contain itself. I was a DK. No, I was the DK. I went to the escape menu and decided to make a macro. Now, I may not have known the true purpose of macros, but I would not let that stop my RP fantasy. So I began. I made a macro which would send out a yell to all surrounding players. <laughs> Proclaiming that I was the son of Arthas Menethil and that I would follow in his footsteps and create an army to fight the tyrannous parties of Azeroth. I would RP walk around Elwyn and Duskwood on my mighty death steed. Yeah? You in? I'm in. No, don't cringe. It's fucking, he's on his way, man. Shouting this fact at random passers-by. I am the sun. Until one day I decided I would take this to the centre of the Alliance itself. Goldshire. I galloped on over to the bustling town and jumped on top of the inn via the mailbox. If you know, you know. I perched on the edge and I pressed my macro button. I am the sun. But, better feel. My heart raced. Oh, oh, come on. <coughs> he's so happy. He thinks he's the shit. He thinks he's the absolute shit. He's stood on there. He's got his yell macro. He's in red. It's awesome. No one said anything. <laughs> so I pressed my macro again. To make sure. Eventually, a block of pink text appeared in my chat log. I had never had this before. I didn't know what it was or who it was from. There was only a name. Critten. It confused me even more since I didn't know anyone by that name. What is this? So I asked, of course, politely, 
as you would. Who the fuck are you, mate? Mate. Who are you, though? Critton replied. My name is Critton, can't you see? And why are you yelling that gay message? <laughs> Excuse me, mate. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oi. Oi, mate. Why are you yelling that gay message, though? Just want to know the answer, please. Nobody seems to understand the fuck you're doing. It broke me. I thought I was being really cool and playing the game how it was meant to be played. I was wrong. I told her the story behind it. I told her all about Arthas and that he was the Lich King and I was going to be the new Lich King and that I was having fun and RPing and that she didn't need mean to be so horrible. She then went on to tell me that it was just her character since she was an avid RPers as well. Oh! Whoa! Plot twist. She's RP her character says the gay message. Yes. Critten is a she. We got to talking and hanging out around Goldshire and Elwyn Forest. And as we got closer and closer, Critten suggested that I join her guild. It included five other members. One being Serac, who happened to be her father and guild leader. Her mum, <laughs> who as far as I could tell, never really logged in. And her two friends, a stain and a Rikastak. Male and female. I didn't really understand what guilds were all about, but thought, fuck it. Joined anyway. I was greeted by the members and said my hellos back. Me and Critton would continue to whisper each other out of the limelight of the guild. And one day I suggested the unthinkable. I told her we should become boyfriend-girlfriend. <clears throat> she quickly agreed, but then there was silence. I can't remember how long it was, but it felt like a couple of minutes. And then I did it. I did slash kiss. She slash kissed me back. And then we went back to silence, sitting on the Goldshire Inn roof. Oh, eh? Huh? Bit of love. Bit of love. <laughs> However, a day came when an even more cringeworthy event occurred. She proposed to me, in-game. Bearing in mind, I was probably around 11, maybe before at this time. I think she was something like 14. Oh. <laughs> I was shot. <coughs> I was shot. I said yes. We get guy, congratulations. <laughs> and followed her to what she called the ceremony location. It was the lake just behind the inn. <laughs> We're going to the ceremony location now. You should follow me. Where is it? It's just there. <laughs> Luckily, it's right next to where we are. <laughs> she broadcasted in the guild that everyone should join our little party and join us at the lake. So they came. All three members of the guild. Including the dad. I was terrified. <gasps> He's not asked the father. Every 11-year-old knows that. you got to ask the father. They formed a little circle around me and Critton. And did, and did slash sit. I did the next logical step and slash kneeled. And then went on to give her a speech about how she had made the game really fun for me. <laughs> I should have done that at our wedding. The one thing I want to say about Emma. She made World of Warcraft really fun. <laughs> and that's why we're doing it. <laughs> I did my slash kiss while the others were clapping and celebrating. She took me to a tower and said she was going to do what she knew married people did and sleep together. Oh, so she said this was going to be our new home. It was to the northeast behind Stormwind. And sometimes I still look for that NPC-less tower, but I'm pretty sure it's been removed thanks to Deathwing. As we got closer, I kept asking, why are we heading there? And she just told me to shut up and keep following. I was amazed. She said it was to be our very own home within World of Warcraft. She led me to the top of the tower where we did slash sleep. After a couple of minutes, we got up <laughs> and carried on playing WoW. Technically, they did sleep together, right? All good, man. Hey, it's in. <laughs> Technically, no, it went down, man. Fuck off, dude. No, RP is, is the fucking dream, dude. You don't know. You don't know. 
I don't exactly what I remembered after that. I think we just leveled or something. But I do remember that I got an IRL girlfriend in school. So I came home, sat down, and I told Critton straight that I've got a girlfriend now, so I can't play with you anymore. <laughs> in brackets, he's put, savage. <laughs> <laughs> he came in strong, bro. <laughs> hey, by the way, so I'm like, I've seen someone IRL, so we're not boyfriend girlfriend anymore. <laughs> Fucking savage. I don't exactly remember how long, but a few days after this, she had not been online since, nor, nor had Daddy Serac. One day I was mooching around the old Darkmoon Fair. I got an in-game whisper. I didn't clock on who it was until I read it. It was Serac. He told me how I had broken his daughter's heart. She had been crying for days because of me. And she told me that she had to quit the game because she couldn't tolerate that she might bump into me. She had told her friends to block me and that she might, she might unfriend me. It's fucking cold, dude. Fucking cold. Serac also said that he was quitting too because she didn't like him playing on the PC knowing that I was there. I then did what naturally came to me. I replied back with, Sorry, I put the dad on ignore. I would like to say, chat, I have never RP'd again in the slightest. And he also included this picture of apparently his reaction to this whole situation. <laughs> I really wish you guys would stop going so far back in time to find pictures like that. I mean, that's the old drama time background. I mean, you had to go some fucking time to find that. You had to go back out of your way to find that shit. But I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> hey, game, don't get married when you're 11. If you're going to learn anything from today's show, don't do that, right? <laughs> We're going to continue the RP. Now, this story is going to be really hard for me to tell really hard but i'm gonna try my best okay here we go okay no one can stop our love they had a home we can still use two of these names because they weren't really in it which is good uh so they could be a stain and arika stick can stick around because we didn't really use their names good 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 that's all good in my book. And we need a guild name, chat. Andy, any thoughts? What's up, mate? We need a guild name. Guild name? Oh. Sorry. Unbelievable. Oh, I can't fix it. Uh, close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Preachy's beanie. Preachy's beanie. I don't know. Goat yeah. life. No, I'm going with goat life. It's fucking metal. It's fucking metal. Alright then. Hello, hello, preacher. Ghosty. Yeah, boy. Can we close that? That is like the worst. Where is that? Is that there? Yeah. Please close that. That's like so bad. Holy shit. <laughs> what do we have to do? The button. The button. The button on the wall. Alright. Jesus fucking Christ. <coughs> Hello, Preacher, Ghosty, and shout out to those paintings on your wall. Have you guys been able to work out how many people are in those paintings? My name is Josh. Hello, Josh. And I've enjoyed your content weekly since I resubbed in Legion after quitting back in Mists of Pandaria. Lore was a major factor that got me into the game. Pandas, bugs, and all of what just didn't do it for me. Don't like it. Says no. Says no. I played RTS while Warcraft back in the day as a kid. Didn't like the idea of paying a monthly sub, so I held off on WoW until Wrath. I love the lore though of Northrend and the Scourge and the cinematic still gives me chills. I felt drawn to the expansion since the blood of the North courses in my veins through my Norwegian ancestry. Shit. That's Norway, Holmes. And my birthplace in the land of a thousand lakes and a handful of moose... Minnesota. Is there moose in Minnesota? Shit. I had no idea. <coughs> My first introduction to the game was through a friend. 
whose role here is sharp. I didn't hang out with him much, and most of my friends rejected him since he smoked the dreaded weed. I remember distinctly being a high schooler at the time. My dad was obsessed that I play some sort of sports, despite lacking depth perception from the eye surgery when I was seven. <laughs> Sounds like your dad's trolling. <laughs> Why don't you do archery, son? <laughs> hey, hey, how about baseball? Hit the one in the middle, son. No, 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 the other one in the middle. <laughs> your dad'd be trolling, man. I fucking love it. I couldn't fucking kick a 6th grader's slow-rolled kickball, for fuck's sake, let alone play actual sports. But after a shit time playing American sports ball... I love that you American wrote... American sports That's ball. what he's putting. This guy's all the bants, I love it. <laughs> I convinced my dad to let me weightlift instead, because I didn't have to look. So, of course, when I tried out WoW on my friend's account, I wanted to be the buff paragon of muscled meanness that was an orc warlock. Bro, you fucking... I'm going to put that down to the wonky eye. Yeah? Buscemi. Just saying. Nobody chooses an orc warlock for no other reason. Wonky vision, mate. <clears throat> I remember killing boars and immediately thought, this game is the tits. <laughs> Whoa! Fuck that bore up. This game is the tits. This is the shit right here. Fuck yeah, dude. It took me a while to buy it for myself, though, because I was poor. But eventually, near the end of Wrath, I caved. ICC was out, and I remember looking up to Warlocks sporting the 25-man heroic tier sets. <sighs> ICC Warlocks set, Andy. Confirmed deny was good or bad. Neither can I, which makes me think it was pretty shit. Pretty shit indeed. Pretty shit indeed. indeed. Yeah. Again, the wonky eye coming back into play. You never know. Never know. You don't know what you're looking at. Bad transmog, bad class, bad race, bad you. Yeah? Sports ball. Pick it back up. I wanted to be like them. Stand AFK like a statue, flaunting my hard-earned gear. But I decided that even though the warlock business was perfect on paper for my class fantasy... I just wasn't feeling the playstyle, you know? So I made a Forsaken Mage. You are a lawhead. No one says Forsaken Mage. Bruh. And thus I became fully immersed in WoW. More so than any game has drawn me before or since. <laughs> Here we go. I began my newbie adventures in Tirisfall Glades. One of the best zones in the entire game to this day. The whole atmosphere is unified by hauntingly entrancing music as you walk through eerie cobwebbed forests and the fields of ghouls leading to misty lakes. Brill with its jagged green-lit lampposts and hunched apothecaries toiling away at poisonous cauldrons, all under a sky so close and mysterious. All in all, this somewhat macabre zone was the perfect starting point for playing in Wrath since it immediately introduced players to the threat of the Scourge. It also pulled me into conflict between the Horde and Alliance by seeing former Alliance humans like Lillian Voss struggle as they came to grasp with their newfound existence and the exile, pain and confusion that came with it. Not to mention when I saw Invincible's open grave I nearly jizzed in my pants and near to Tirisfall were great zones too, offering quests like Welcome to the Machine in Hillsbrad, where you play as a quest giver to characters like Dumas and Johnny Awesome. And there's the gruesome Do the Right Thing, where you save human seedlings buried alive up to their necks by bashing their heads in with a shovel. And the nearby Strathome and Eastern Plaguelands all feel grim with the looming necropolis and the other Warcraft Scourge architecture. I only wish it were possible to obtain a permanent scourge banner. Dude! Motherfucker is immersed, yo! <laughs> Get a load of this guy! He fucking loves it! Well played. I wish I could enjoy a quest like that. I was just looking at the XP. I am jelly of you guys who are well into it. Fucking, I, I'm not. Like, what's the mechanics, bro? That's all I want to know. But I was still definitely a noob back then. 
When I neared the ruined gates of Lordaeron, I caught sight of the Zeppelins and thought they looked so cool. So I asked friends through Battleswag what they were for. They told me to take one and meet them in Orgrimmar. But of course, I took the wrong one and ended up at the southern tip of Stranglethorn Vale, where I was mauled incessantly by higher level mobs as I combed the jungle looking for Orgrimmar. <laughs> it's here somewhere. I took the Zeppelin after all. And that's what my friends said. And they wouldn't lie to me. Once I figured out that Orgrimmar was not there and finally found my way back to Tirasfall, one of my friends charged up on his Capt Alliance character, waved at me, then ruthlessly one-shot me before slash lolling and riding away on his elite mount. <laughs> After leveling a bit more, I got a quest for the Scarlet Monastery. When looking through my map, I concluded that it must be in Hearthglen. Which is in a different zone. But it looked like the mighty cathedral. There are huge mountains separating the two zones. And since I was near the northern tip of Tirasfall, it seemed logical to take the faster route of swimming. I happily swam near the shore to keep from getting fatigued. But when I got to the western plaguelands, I couldn't find any way onto land. I have included a map. For your, <laughs> for your viewing pleasure okay you ready <laughs> all right uh, i'm gonna have to get rid of my camera for a sec uh up nope where am i yeah yeah okay and that one yeah okay so <laughs> this is where he is right we see it here and he wants to get to scarlet monastery now you'll notice this is a different map and there's Hearthglen with the picture that he thinks <laughs> is, is Scarlet Monastery. Despite it saying Scarlet Monastery there. So what he did was take this route all the way around here. Well, there's mountains, bro. So we can't get there. Fail. Fail mode. Right. So he, gets, he tries a different route, as you probably could tell from the story. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh... No, fucked it. See, I told you this was going to be hard. You guys didn't believe me. Okay. <clears throat> so I swam all the way back and took the longer route through the bulwark and straight into the level 34 zone on my then level 10 squishy mage. I didn't have a map add-on. So I got lost and died a lot getting to Hearthglen. But I did make it. Only to finally realize that it was the wrong place. So I went back to the other side. But along the way, I noticed that I had a quest for Silver Pine Forest. Again, my geographical prowess kicked in, and I thought it would be faster to go down into Hillsbrad Foothills and across the lake, rather than going back through Tirasfell. So down I went into the and into Anderhall, a ruined human town swarming with high-level mobs. It's an elite, where I was wrecked as I death-walked my way down. Rezzing, dying repeatedly, until I reached Silverpine with completely tomato red gear, but with my pride intact. Yeah? Made it, mate. Yeah? Fuck off, noobs. Fucking nailed it. Got it. This marked the beginning of my numerous pitfalls I would experience along my journey in WoW. This is how we're going to play. Hard mode. Yeah? Guy fucks. He knows what's up. My group of friends played on Ravenholt, so naturally I played there too. Now, Preacher, I've watched a lot of your drama times, old and new, but I've yet to hear anyone talk of this particular cesspool server. So I feel that it is my job to give you and your viewers a public service announcement about Ravenholt. Ravenholt is a roleplay PvP server. You ready? Anybody here from Ravenholt? Yeah? You guys here? You good? You good? <clears throat> Sounds good to me, I thought back then. I didn't roleplay, but I thought be alright to have the option. Should I want to? Yeah? Should I want to roleplay? That sounds pretty good to me. Sounds pretty good to me. And I do enjoy PvP. Before wow, I was a big dick FPS junkie. Playing games like Halo 2 and three call of duty three resistance fall of man and kill zone 
Yeah? Where I played with lots of British folks. So you could say he's pretty much a fucking badass at this point. But in terms of PvP, I was interested in the idea of open world PvP. Ganking unexpected players just felt so good. I even managed to start a small guild war later in Oldham by fighting over a herb node. The enemy got a few of their friends to kill me. I got some of mine and soon there was about 20 people all killing each other in a random section of the desert. Completely forfeiting the herbs, which will play a role shortly. Yeah, that's the truth. No one got the herbs during this PvP war of Uldum. That's the real sadness. The biggest problem with Ravenholt is no fucker plays on Ravenholt. It's not just low pop. It's fucking my sex life empty. It sucks. It's bad. And it's even worse now in Legion. The server did have its fun moments such as Kodo Conga Line. I think we've all done the Kodo Conga Line. <laughs> he has included a picture of his Kodo Conga Line though. For evidence. Oh yeah. Look at that. Kodos. Yeah? Bants. Bants for days. Yeah? We got it going on. We know what's up. <laughs> but ultimately it had no economy and a trash economy people makes wow an absolute chore and i dreaded every time i had to use the auction house as i mentioned earlier my friends had characters on both factions so i eventually made an ally too i i agree with nightblade it's not a conga line <laughs> it, it annoyed me too when i saw it it's not a conga line <laughs> so i eventually made an alliance too and that made my economic situation worse. By trying to split gold and resources between the factions. Now. Chat. We have to have a momentary detour. As my ch chair snaps. To show you the kinds of roleplay. I stumbled upon. At Ravenholt. Strap in Andy. I'm in mate. I don't think you are. <laughs> Things are going to get a little weird. There were so few of us that we couldn't actually get many roleplay events going. So our roleplay started to get more and more obscure. Here is one strangeness that is erotic roleplaying as herbs. That's not a reference to that good green. In Cataclysm, herbalists could gather an item that turned them into random herbs. All it took was one person from my guild to go AFK as a herb in the middle of Orgrimmar and soon there were five or more herbs all gathered rotating in and out and even more onlookers gawking at the spectacle i have included a number of screenshots with censored names and partial conversations so please share them with the chat do you want to see the erotic role players herbs because i've got it i've got it all right i already know the fucking answer you guys are dirty <laughs> dirty bastard Okay, so here we can see where the herb situation starts. I also want to give a big shout out to Spell Timer, the add-on. That's metal, dude. <laughs> it's metal as fuck. So they're farming a nice little thing where they're fisting it. Can you see the herb fisting going on? Ah, uh, herbalist all the way. Herb fist it, yeah. Uh, there's some herb fisting going on, but then it descends into full on. It's hard to control where my pollen goes, though. <sighs> so many things collected. It's hard this to keep up with them all. Bad. No, 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 Andy. Is this true? Is this true? This is true. You all can right. tell the time of uh, year because of the add-ons, honestly. <laughs> Fungi grow better without it in most in moist, dark places. <sighs> Oh no. oh no, bubbling herb got smaller. I may not fit in her bush. <laughs> I fucking love it. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Now touch his stem. <sighs> Try it for the herbs. It might be a tight fit. Oh my. Well, what a very nice herb you've got there. Gentle. I like it. Oh my god. Uh, finally, a herb that isn't rooted down. Mm. There you go. <laughs> 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 
nothing hotter than a bunch of ERP herbs, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, all good times, man. <clears throat> because roleplay is typically off-putting to most people, the server was divided most strongly by the PvPers and the RPers. Though there are a few PvE-centered guilds. But regardless which camp you were in, the opposite side infected your guild with trolling or uninvited oddness. There's nothing worse than uninvited oddness. And our casual, friendly guild would not be spared from this infection. I didn't realize it at the time, but some of my real-life friends weaseled their way into the lives of other guildies, picking apart other members flirting with GM's girlfriend and eventually destroying a guild. Around this time, Cataclysm was in full swing and I was helping my old Halo bro, a stain, level through Refer a Friend. We used to make fresh accounts on Xbox Live with free one-month trials because new accounts had no MMR and were easy to boost to high rank. I never got that sweet 50 though. Despite playing every game with a stain, I only managed a 48. While he managed a 49. And then a stain found some better player to boost him to 50. <laughs> I was like, I did that. Oh no, I did that. No, feels bad. <laughs> I should have known that this new friend would be a problem. But I didn't think much of it since I threw a stain under the bus with a refer a friend. When he signed up, a stain asked if he would also receive <laughs> the first of its kind two-person flying rocket ship mount i feigned ignorance went the know mate yeah i think so though let's try and find out though mate i'm pretty sure no way though they just give like me the mount it's like probably for both of us and stuff you know but there's only one way to really find out no don't google it mate let's just fucking do it and see what happens it's just don't don't fucking go on the website fucking nerd reading instructions and that just do it as I leveled, I discovered a new main when I play to this day, a Blood DK. It was the perfect class for me, and it fit my favourite elements of the lore. I never even considered tanking, let alone playing melee, but once I did, it just felt right. Edginess aside, the class hall had a well-implemented design. Really. Really. And the self-sustain was excellent for soloing or two-manning without a healer. And you know it was good because Blizz later reworked all the tank classes to have AM like that of the Blood DK. That worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> I love the challenge of pushing my class to the limit. And Blood made this possible. We played Alliance and once we hit max level and our new characters, Astain started watching MLG WoW Arena competitions. And decided it was time to move to a more competitive server. I abandoned my mage and warlock. And moved him to Tychondrius on my DK. So that I can fucking PvP. Yeah. We're going there. Tyke was back then was a different world than it is today. Now it's full of bitches. It was a full realm, all times, packed with mostly alliance because of human racials, PvP mate, at a time when PvE could be used in PvP. We outnumbered the horde in droves, killing them 4v1 all the time, cause we're fucking hard. We raided Orgrimmar whenever like, and the economy was the tits. This was back in the days when battle groups existed, with battle groups ranked and unranked pvp queues were divided and you could only play with people from servers within your battle group what really made tychondria special was that it was not only the highest rated pvp in the us but it was also the highest rated battle group as well containing two different top pvp servers well known baller players played there it was where you wanted to be if you wanted to be the best of the best at PvP. It was a fun experience. And my friend Estain took his PvP, and it says this, to the max. Andy, to the max. What? 
Jubilo! No! To the max! You'll die! Nothing's more hardcore than going to the max. So I thought I would join him in arena, but it was already too late. A stain was already 1800s arena rating. We managed to get around 1600 doing YOLO RBGs, but he was invested in hardcore twos and threes. That was not to the max. Fucking better ad. So he's gone hardcore. Twos and threes with an F. Eventually, though, he hit Duelist or Gladiator on Tychondrius. Top three percentage of all players in the Proving Grounds realm and was beating former pros and YouTube PvPers like Wreckful. Screenshot included. Mate. To the max. There you go. To the max. Yeah. That's me PvP in the screen. To the max. Regardless of his ending MMR, I definitely remember that he was one ranked Holy Paladin for a season in Cataclysm on Tychondrius, which made him strong runner for the best Holy Paladin in USA and even the world. Now, I don't want to discredit him, but Holy Paladin was wildly shot on at the time for being dog shit PvP. So the player base was smaller for that class. So his achievement ain't that impressive, mate. <laughs> oh, you're rank one Holy Paladin, are you? Did you know, mate, that there aren't that many people even playing that? What are you going to do next? Rank one sub on Croesus? Fucking loser, mate. Fucking loser. Since he outclassed me, though, in PvP... And because I main blood and was PvE, and it was fun for the most part, Kata Heroic Dungeons and Raids were tough as nails, all broken, and pushed me. I developed a bit of an ego from all the praise that Stain and I got in school for our Halo skills. And the praise that I got for tanking Heroics didn't help my ego either. Dude, you well tanked the Stone Core. You're pretty fucking elite, bro. So, and good at Halo. Smugs, mate. Smugs. <clears throat> so during Dungeons and Raids, I find myself getting heated at one class more than any other. Hunters. They kept putting growl on their pets. And even back then would pull with pet aggro. I fucking loathe hunters. They didn't even look good. <laughs> they were dirt easy to play. And they had good deeps. <laughs> which contributed to their smuggy hunter attitudes. Whenever they were called out for being huntards. They also played a role in the most frustrating encounter I've ever experienced in WoW. Before I tell you about that though. I have to say that most guilds worth their salt on Tychondrius were PvP guilds. And the elitism ran rampant through PvE and PvP guilds. It was a classic catch-22. Everyone wanted heroic raid achievements to be able to join raid teams. So while Estain was off poning noobs, I was relegated to pugging 10-man normal Blackwing Descent. And this raid was gated by the worst boss I've ever known. And I still get triggered whenever I see... Anybody want to pick, apparently? <laughs> One of the most hardcore bosses in the history of World of Warcraft. <laughs> in Blackwing Descent. <laughs> I still get triggered whenever I see... Magmar's character ball. Magmar? Magmar? 
Magma. <laughs> Magma. <laughs> now, Pac Magma Heroic was booked for a long time. Well, you said semi normal. Normal Magma? Okay, let's see where this goes. Oh, Preacher, back then. I never knew that the tuning was off in 10 mans and only recently learned about it through your channel. Ah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that you thought I meant all difficulties? Magma was broken in 10 heroic. It's fine in 10 normal. It's totally fine. So, but maybe, if only I'd known back then, maybe my view on that boss and raiding overall and wow might not be so what. <coughs> I led many failed groups and I began to loathe raiding simply because of magma maggots. Great Buddha the maggots. Oh, I can't forget how people would click the boss and miss the chains. That could happen. That could happen. That single boss was a major reason for my departure of the game. <laughs> Magma killed one for you? Magma 10 normal? I remember thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't cope with this. Magma? 10 normal? Alright. But I began to realise, it came to me, that my attitude was to blame. And that the cycle of rage needed to stop. We have to stop this. And what is worse? What is worse? is I dragged that shitty mentality and nerd rage into other games. Like League of Legends. Now, League of Legends was pretty pure. It did not need your toxicity. And it even went into my real life. But I like to think that I made great strides as a person during that time off from WoW. Before I stopped playing... I was reading more into the lore how Frostmourne was the vessel of the former ruler of Draenor and the connection of the old gods and Sergeras. Once I learned a sugar ass, I knew we would one day fight him and I thought he would be the final boss of all of WoW. So when Legion came out and talk of his tomb spread, I knew I would be resubscribing. The ability to pick this up as gold was a huge bonus. bonus. I logged on and unsurprisingly... I was guildless. I accepted a spam guild just to grab the Dark Phoenix Mount and managed to get lots of loot from a super lucky carry run through the Emerald Nightmare. It slingshotted me into finding better guilds. <laughs> I found a group of supposedly former top 10 world rankers, world rank raiders that claimed they were done with the hardcore life and wanted to do some casual raiding. Hi, we are 10 top 10 world rank PvE players looking to start a raid guild. Wanna join me? No, we're not lying. No, we haven't got any achieves. These are our alts, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> I smell fucking bullshit. But since I was guildless, it couldn't hurt to try, right? My first run with them, they were wiping on... Dragons of Nightmare. Heroic. They kept keeping them together until 7 stacks without enough DPS to nuke them, which meant everyone got slept. I thought maybe it was my fault, since taunt swapping was a major component of the fight, and I left for the day. I later tried out with them on Heroic Xavius, only to wipe around 8 times, because they said that we should ignore all ads and just kill the boss. Heroic top 10 guild <laughs> to the max. <laughs> They're pushing Xavius to the max. 
<laughs> it's top 10 tactics, boys. <clears throat> the tanker would aggro would get mind controlled, and I would get blamed for not taunting. <laughs> I tried to explain different parts of the fight, because <clears throat> I already had the achievement. <laughs> So when I started pressing them for proof of their former guild status, since I knew they were just trying to bait noobs to join their guild, of course they wouldn't provide me any proof. So I put them on ignore, and then I found a new guild. Oh, what was the name of the guild? We're going with to the max. That's the name of the guild. They recently moved to Tychondria, so we're trying to set up a guild, a group for mythic raids. They would help. They would start by helping guild members gear up, and since I had heroic experience from Cataclysm. They gave me a shot. I almost didn't even go to the tryout because they used TeamSpeak instead of Discord. <laughs> Deal breaker. Hey, what voice come to use? Entrano. Mate. No, mate. No. <laughs> that is a deal breaker right there, bro. <laughs> I am not joining a guild that uses fucking TeamSpeak like some pleb. <laughs> It was baffling to me, and it signalled incompetence within the leadership. <laughs> Good God. That's insane. That's funny. <laughs> but I wasn't to give in to negativity. I've got my new mental fortitude about the whole thing. And I found out they were actually pretty good guys. The raids went smoothly, impressively so, even for content that wasn't super hard anymore. Everything was going well. I tanked along with the talented New Zealander. The guild did achievement runs, nightbane runs, high level mythic plus. Every profession was accounted for and everyone knew their stuff. Some of their DPS were passing in the 98th percentile. I felt like we could go mythic at any moment. And I would be back into it. Hardcore. Until one day before the raid, our guild leader spoke up. Eureka Stack is back. Everyone piped up. Really? Is he coming to Tychondrius? That's awesome. A few other new members and myself asked, who is Eureka Stack? And we were met with, he's our old tank. He's super fucking legit, bro. Nighthold came along. And Eureka Stack looked like a good fit with To The Max, since the other tank wanted to go deeps anyway. But once we raided with him in Nighthold, it all went to fucking shit. He wiped us a few times. No big deal, he had to learn the content, even though he had better gear than I did. Things really came to a head one day during progression on Heroic Spellblade. We started that the second week of the raid. I had some trouble holding aggro with the last tank because his gear was miles above mine, but we talked about it openly and made sure to call out taunts, watch aggro meters, so it never became a problem again. But Eureka Stat was not comfortable with simply taking, talking about things like fret loss, as it made, he said, it made us look like pleb tanks. <laughs> Part of the problem, though, was that I wasn't the one losing aggro with him resulting in wipes. I did lose it a few times, but he was constantly getting frozen. Not loss of aggro. Arika Stack whispered me, Can you fucking hold aggro, bro? You are getting me killed and turning me into an ice cube. I thought to myself that I had nothing to do with you getting you killed. If you see that you're pulling aggro and I need to have it for Annihilate, just hold back a little bit until you finish casting. Hey, hey, hey. We got her down to 2% before hitting in rage. After the raid though, one of the officers said aloud that I needed to come to the officer chat. You've got to be kidding me, I thought. Once I moved to the chat, he repeated that Arika Stack was complaining of my aggro issues. I explained the situation again and was met with, yeah, well, Arika Stack is a prop pally. He has to play that way, and you should be dealing with it. Plus, we have looked at your logs, and you are using marrow rend a lot. Have you looked at guides on how to do your rotation? I tried to explain it to him that marrow rend generates charges of bone shield that I need for mitigation, and I need to keep it up. But more the better. <laughs> it also increases my HP. Which helps, because I'm tanking. Well, 
was the response. Well, mate, mate, listen, our unholy DK, he used to play blood and he never used marrow rend. So maybe you should be using a bit more heart strike. I'll have him come and talk to you and help you out, mate. Oh, good news. <laughs> Marrow rend is for plebs. Aside. <laughs> it's really, it's okay. I know how to play my class. And I was cut off as he moved me back to the main channel. I then had a conversation with the unholy DK, repeating the exact same thing. Agro loss was not my issue. He died to being a fucking ice cube. I explained to him what Marrow Rend was doing. He expressed concern to another officer that I sounded frustrated and maybe I was a noob when I tried to explain the blood DK. He was also worried I was going to leave the guild and someone else might have to tank. I talked with another officer and made up my mind that I wasn't going to leave until I exposed the Rika stack for being dog shit. I told the officer, don't worry mate, I will prove to you that this guy is fucking dog shit next week. So next week comes. Rolled around and I downloaded two different threat meters. An add-on that displays who taunted and started recording every fight. We were on Tychondrius now. The boss, not the server. And I gotta say, killing Tychondrius on the server named after him was a highlight of the expansion. Why? Martha? Maybe. After a few wipes, Marika Stack taunt, uh, whispers me, Can you taunt the fucking boss, bro? Can you? See you later, mate. <laughs> see you later, see you later, guys. See you tomorrow. Oh, you won't see me tomorrow. Or not when you won. <laughs> can you fucking talk the boss mate i am getting two stacks and it is killing me now i know not everyone in this chat tanks but those who did do tank and have tanked tychondria should probably be triggered right about now <laughs> two stacks i thought this doesn't do anything with stacks I grinned as Eureka Stack displayed his ignorance and asked Hattery so blatantly in whispers. <laughs> I assumed he meant he was getting hit by blood ads and the boss for too long. And he was, because we didn't have the fight optimized yet. I was also in that position when we would swap. So I explained to him, I have to keep my bloods on the back of the room. If I'm not taunting right away, it's because I have bloods. It's a DPS problem. Taunt the boss, he said. Yeah, I'll taunt the boss and make him run across the room so that we're both the bloods and the left alive, etc, etc. And many of you have been at Tychodrius when the bloods live forever and you're not over geared. No, he said. Even with you, you're not taunting. I couldn't handle what you're doing, mate. Just play Tychodrius right. This is when I asked him. And what will you say when you're wrong? I'm not wrong, he retorted. I couldn't hold my excitement anymore as I was definitely going to expose this fool. I'm recording everything. I have proof that you're wrong. Don't give a fuck, just taunt the boss! Was the last thing he said to me before putting me on ignore. I knew it was coming, so I went ahead, saved the screenshots to Wimja, and started converting the video for YouTube. I preemptively messaged the officer that seemed to be friends with Arika Stack, and the officer messaged me. Thank you. Arika Stack is messaging me too. We'll look into what's going on. We'll be free to talk later about it. I agreed, hoping that I was going to teach this guy a lesson. Once we started talking, though, the GM seemed more concerned with the fact that Arika Stack was talking about non-existent stacks and his rude behaviour to undermine the guild. <coughs> it was projected at me now, but I knew it would be someone else if I wasn't around. I wanted to put an end to this right here, right then. But they shrugged off most of what I had to say and asked me to really start thinking about my behaviour in raids and not being so toxic. They told me that Arikasak has a hard time communicating with people who aren't as good as him. <laughs> and my toxic behaviour was making him anxious in raids, causing him to make mistakes. <laughs> I had enough. My life was getting more busy by the day, and I didn't want to start committing to raid times. I had to stop. 
Marika Stack unfortunately had won. I felt that on hope that one day Arika Stack gets his just desserts. But upon armoring him before writing this, he is still there and doing well. Sorry. Yeah. I'm beyond triggered. <laughs> oh, the ending is so fucking glorious. I love it. I got evidence in a video. It's your fault. It's your fucking behavior. You're too toxic. You're making him make mistakes because of your toxic fucking attitude. <sighs> you're toxic, man. You fucking, you're toxic as fuck. You're toxic as fuck. That's all your side's fault. So ladies and gents, we are way over time, which is why my wife's hanging around. Hello. Uh, and we have to disappear. So I've got to go. But I will be back tomorrow with all the good stories of our London trip, which we had fun, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We had fun. I was telling them, I haven't exposed anything yet, but we were in the presence of a shrieking YouTuber. We was in the presence of a shrieking YouTuber. Ladies and gents, I hope to see many of you tomorrow. If not, have a good weekend. Do something cool. Now, summer is sort of here. It's getting here. The warmness is arriving, at least in the UK. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'm going to leave you with this face before we go. Where is it? Oh, I've lost it. Never mind. Bye-bye. <laughs>